You're listening to The Traditional Millennial with Brittany Dotson, where conventional meets contemporary and faith fills the gaps. Welcome back to The Traditional Millennial. I am your host, Brittany Dotson, and I am flying solo on this one. So yeah, it's just me. Maybe a guest or two or three will be back sometime soon. I don't know. Who knows? But as for today, all you got is me. But anyway, we're going to go ahead and jump into the conversation. So I just want to bring this up because this is where this podcast episode has stemmed from. But a little bit ago, I posted a post on Instagram saying that a lot of people are doing a lot of declaring and decreeing, but a lot of people aren't being delivered. And we need to, you know, we see a lot of people prophesying about money cards and jobs and all this stuff. And instead of doing that all the time, we need to be telling more people about Jesus. And so I just wanted to kind of discuss this because, you know, I think it's important that we stop trying to prophesy so much over people's lives about degrees and businesses and money and cars and not give people Jesus so that their soul can be saved. And I know I didn't say all of that in the post, so that's why I'm doing this particular podcast episode to further explain and flesh out exactly what my intentions were in that message. You know, I think that people tend to gravitate towards things that will promote blessings in their life and promote promotions in their life and and things that will just speak to elevation and advancement in the world. And we don't put enough emphasis on our spiritual man. And so I had some people who responded by saying that it's a lot of people that see Christians living bad or see Christians struggling. So first, Let me clear up what I was meaning to stress in my initial video. So my video was strictly addressing all of the declarations that are being bandied about without these declarations and decrees being attached to deliverance. There are so many people standing before people talking about blessings and decreeing businesses and physical things over their lives, but we are not hearing people talk about a Jesus who saves and delivers. Before we need anything physical, our spiritual man needs to be renewed and restored and reborn. We need to know who lives in us and who we belong to. We need to be free from the bondage of sin before we worry about driving off a car lot in a brand new car. You know, physical things like big houses and money and degrees, businesses and books are not the determining factor or key indicator of the quality of someone's soul. Now, as it deals with the quality of life of the believer, you know, I like to reflect on the words of Paul when he said this over in his Philippian letter. He said, not that I am speaking of being in need for I have learned in whatever situation I am in to be content. I know how to be brought low. I know how to abound in any and every circumstance I have learned the secret of facing plenty and I've learned the secret of being hungry. I've learned the secret of abundance and need. And this is the secret. He says it right here. He says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. We've heard this verse, Philippians 4 and 13, uh, like over the course of all of our lives. I'm pretty sure everybody in the world could recite it. But what Paul is saying here is that with Christ, 
We are able to be satisfied in any situation, whether we have or whether we don't have, because we learn that if we are in a certain place or a certain state, it's because that's where the Lord has us. But we only know this if we first have been directed by God to begin with. We only know this if we are living our lives from the direction of God's leading and not our own, because let's be honest, a lot of the situations that that we end up in that have had us in, in a state of need and in a state of lack can be directly attributed back to us, not God. Because remember Psalms 37, it says this, it says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord or established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Then it goes on to say, though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong for the Lord upholds his hand. I have been young and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. He is ever lending generously and his children become a blessing. When we live our lives for the Lord, we are never in a state of need. But when we live our lives for things, when we don't have certain things, it is indicative of a life that is not well lived. And this would be true for the person whose premise is not God. But but then people, they tend to translate this into the Christian not being taken care of and portraying God as a malevolent God in some way. But, But we have to realize that if we don't have something, it's not something that God's done wrong. We have to first examine ourselves and our own choices. And then we have to ascertain if what we are desiring is even God's will for our lives in the first place. Because let's, I mean, let's be real. Everyone is not meant to be rich. Shoot, I'm not rich. Do do I desire monetary wealth? Absolutely. But I do know why I don't have it. I do. And as a believer, I am content with that. You know, my sister and I, we were having a conversation and I was telling her, uh, you know, I was just driving. I was just driving and I was thinking about this. I was like, Candace, that's my sister's name. I was like, Candace, man, I know why the Lord doesn't just sit here and just rain down money on me. Because I think about the, the daily spending habits that I have. I'm going to say daily because some days I'm at work. I ain't spending no money. But, you know, but I think about how much money I spend on things that I do not need. That's wasteful. That's not being a good steward of my money. And so why would God give me $500 million for me to go and waste it on things that I don't need? I haven't even learned to steward the little bit that I have right now. So I couldn't handle a whole lot of that. But even beyond being filthy rich, we have to understand the concept of free will. We have to acknowledge the choices that we make and we have to understand God's plan for our life and then adjust and live accordingly. So now now I will go here as the church, we do have an obligation to take care of the Bible tells us the widows and orphans and people who need. So in Acts shows us this. In Acts, there were those who believed. Emphasis on that last part, those who believed. These were people who Luke tells us in Acts were of one heart and one soul, but they came together and they provided for one another. This is what the church does for their own. But keep in mind what it says in Timothy too. The instruction in Timothy was to honor and care for those who were with, who were widows indeed. So this does not mean that we take care of everyone who's anyone, no matter if they can take care of themselves or not. This doesn't mean that we care 
for those people who want to be lazy and who have have made up in their mind that they are going to continue to keep making terrible decisions in their lives. This is not the obligation of the church. This is not the obligation of the Christian. The church though, let's go back to this. The church, the body of Christ is to first and foremost promote Christ. And in the process of witnessing, evangelizing, and serving one another. We are to make it our business to care for those who are truly in need. But Christ comes first because people need Jesus more than they need anything physical. And with the Holy Spirit in their life will come the direction that they need to live a life that is God ordained. So before before I wrap this episode up, before I leave, I want to remind y'all of the story of Peter and John and the man who was a beggar at the gate. So the man at the gate was looking for a physical temporary solution, but what Peter and John caused him to experience would be a spiritual everlasting miracle. Peter said to the lame man, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Y'all remember people saying that he came begging for alms, but he left with legs. See, the man was not expecting that. He was just expecting his immediate need for alms to be met. But that man walked away with a spiritual answer for everything in his life. Jesus Christ, he walked away from there physically whole and he walked away from there with a spiritual answer. And by them giving him the answer to his true underlying problem that most likely had him begging, they changed his life forever. So sometimes while we're only trying to meet the needs of an immediate physical dilemma, we may be missing what's needed most. So as we think about our declarations and our decrees, let's not forget about the deliverance that needs to take place in our lives that walks us into those places of abundance and true peace. While we're preaching about helping that one person in a moment, let's not look past what they need from now on because the most important thing you can offer anyone is Jesus because there is a miracle in giving someone Jesus. And not only will that one person who experienced the miracle believe and walk in a different life, but others will too. And this is how we edify and build up the body of Christ. All right, y'all, that is a wrap for today's episode. I hope it blesses you. I hope it encourages you. Make sure you continue to tune in and rock with me here on the traditional millennial where conventional meets contemporary and faith fills the gaps.